This is Sarah French, and be sure to check out Rootwood and Blind. You are listening to Without Your Head. of decapitation without your head i am nasty neil oh no we've lost troy already this is bad news here troy ah i think you need to say it all over. <laughs> huh. i'm treacherous trista i'm justin beheading Exactly. Exactly. Very good. Nice. Very good. <laughs> hopefully, uh, I hopefully Troy uh, his uh, audio works out for the night. Yeah. I don't know why out. it was being temperamental there. But a special night tonight, decade of decapitation. This Woo! was uh, a good Doctor Fears idea, actually, to do uh, best of the decade, oh. 2011, 2020. It worked out good because that's technically the decade. It was 2010, 2019. We would have been off by a couple of years, but I think it all works out. No one needed to know all that bullshit, but <laughs> we're going to go down our 13 favorite movies. I want this. We were talking before, and this was the hardest list for me because I had 30 something movies and it was hard to narrow it down. And then I was thinking, well, this movie probably should be in the list, but I thought, well, forget all that. Let me just put my favorite movies. Yeah, that Not was my before I narrowed it down 33. Right. So I was thinking influential and all these things, but I just like screw all of that and just gonna go with my favorite. All right, so we'll start with. I Tristan. did the same thing. Oh, very good. All right, we'll start with Trista as usual. That's uh, that seems like the lucky thing to do. Thanks, guys. Yes. Um. So my thirteen, I went with Hush. I love Hush. Oh, nice. I love sign language. I think it's such a beautiful language, and I, I'm a Mike Flanagan fan, and I, um, I just really think it's a great example of low budget, like one location, just a handful of actors, very effective film. Very good pick. Excellent. I agree with all that. Yeah. Yep. When, when you played a, a deaf person, did you study any sign language? Yeah, I, I learned sign language. Oh, you time. did. Oh, okay. That's pretty wild. Uh, Justin, we'll, st- well, you'll be second here. Our guest, the official uh, list man with us. Yes, <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> so uh, my number 13 is actually an interesting one. Uh, might be a controversial one, actually, just based on the feedback it got back when it came out. Uh, Adam Wingard's You're Next. No. Uh, this was one that 
I did not see when it first came out. I heard the buzz going around before it got an official release that it was, you know, rocking all the film festivals. And then it came out and why release? And nobody seemed to like it. So I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll just skip this one. And ended up eventually getting to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I think I should just see it for myself just to see what I think. Uh, and also a friend of mine recommended it to me. And so I ended up watching it last year during lockdown and I actually uh, really liked it. Yeah. I remember I went to see it when it came out the theater and um, a lot of people I knew really liked it, but like, I, you know, it was a lot of, like you said, of people that go to uh, conventions and festivals. That's a good pick. It's, it's a good script. It's well-written and uh, it also has some really uh, great kills and also Barbara Crampton. Yes. Oh, can't go wrong there. But yeah, that, I love Barbara Crampton. And I also think it's cool that she's really done well for herself later uh, in her career, which, you know, some actresses, uh, you know, you don't see in stuff later on. But Jacob's yeah. wife. Yeah, that's right. That's new this month, right? It is. It's yeah. really freaking good. <laughs> Troy, you're number 13. My number 13. This was one like. I probably had 10 different movies as my number 13 at one point. Ten way tie. It's a 10 way tie. And let me tell you. So not not the most perfect movie on my list, but I enjoyed it an awful lot. Had it been a more complete movie, it probably would be much higher on my list. So my number 13 is The Devil's Carnival, which I, I just really dug a lot. Is it the musical? Yeah. Yep. It's about, you know, it's got like the whole Greek mythology kind of undertones. And I just like it a lot. I, I, really good music in it. And it's just kind of short. That's the only kind of drawback. I think it's only maybe 50 minutes long. Right. You always remember they were supposed to do a follow up. They did. They did. Oh, they that did. one you can get. Yep. What the hell do I know? It's not like I host them. They, uh, <laughs> they try to, <laughs> they try to like, um, attack heaven which is kind of cool oh, really i have to check this out but I, i've seen devil's uh, carnival that's a good pick and it's out of the box so uh, i'll have a sing-along afterwards all right i'm, I'm down <laughs> all right there is a musical that didn't quite make my list but it's my honorable mentions we'll get to it later but my 13 is baskin i don't know how many people here have seen baskin uh i'm a big fan loved it uh jean ever uh Evernall made it and um the guy who plays the father is one of the one of the creepiest roles. Definitely, I'd put up there maybe the creepiest role of the decade. Plays the the villain, the father. Uh, the visuals are uh, just you know if you know, people see it's kind of descent into hell, and uh, just a, a great movie. I would highly recommend it. Yep. Mehmet Karagol, I believe is his name. He was oh. a guest on the show. Which interesting people? Uh, yeah, super super cool guy. Yeah, when we recorded, he doesn't speak any English, so we had an interpreter uh, throughout the show. It was interesting. It was not fun to edit, but it, I'm glad we had him on. Trista, <laughs> number twelve. My twelve is Ex Machina. I love this movie. I think it's great. I love it too. Uh, I'm Excellent a big fan choice. of uh, artificial intelligence um, stories. I always think you can go back to Pinocchio. It's kind of the first one. But, yeah, I love Ex Machina. Good choice. I did not even think of that to be be on the list, but that would probably make the list. I didn't either. That one blew past me. I kind of regret not thinking of that one myself as well. (laughs) Number 12. That's what (laughs) the of the operation. (laughs) Alrighty, and uh, my number 12 is Jim Jarmusch's Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, choice. It, and that actually came at a really interesting time. It was when I was starting to finally get into watching Jim Jarmusch's uh, movies. And that just happened to be one that was showing at Frida Cinema near me uh, one day and I, one weekend, and I decided to go with a friend. And yeah, we both ended up loving it. Just this hangout movie with vampires with probably the best vampire couple I can think of. Oh, ever. Yeah. Tom Harrelson and Tilda Swinton. Yep. It's, yeah, those oh, are just vampires. You'd just be like, come on, bite me already. You know, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also the soundtrack is fantastic. 
Excellent choice. Even like the uh, all the secondary roles is so strangest thing. I don't know why, because Justin and I are always on the same wavelength. <laughs> That's also my number eleven. Twelve <laughs> though. Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, it's now my number twelve, and I'll put my number uh, twelve and eleven. All right. <laughs> so then I don't feel quite as embarrassed. All right. All right. That works. That works well enough. <laughs> yep. My number 12 is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh, and, uh, I really, that's one that they didn't give away too much in the trailer, which is good because a lot of movies that give away way too much in the trailer, like green Knight, which I saw last week. Uh, basically the whole movie's in the trailer and then they just spread it out for two, two and a half hours and it's hard to stay awake, but autopsy of Jane Doe was, uh, there's not much given away. And so the whole movie, I'm not sure where this is going, which really added it to my enjoyment of the film. It's really well acted. Uh, great cast. Only a few people in it, really. I think it's about three people. And uh, I really dug it. And it's best to don't read. If you haven't seen it, don't read too much about it. Just go in and watch it. All so right. Going blind. <laughs> exactly. Number 11. My 11 is The Babadook. Um, oh, which nice. I love. Yeah. Um, I come at things, obviously, from an acting perspective, and those characters had such tremendous arcs. Um, I think it's just great. Yeah, I love it, too. I love the look of the Babadook. And um, and the kid, I, uh, some people say he's so annoying, but that's oh. he's playing it perfect. That's uh, part of the movie. Is uh, <laughs> a, a that might be the best performance of the last 10 years. That was just, that kid is amazing. Yeah. It was on and off my list. For some reason, it didn't. But uh, I love it, too. Number 11, Justin. Which I will say, I do regret not finding a place for the Duck on my list. Don't know why I didn't make it on there. But anyway, moving on, though. No, love Mids- hat. <laughs> <Oof. laughs> uh, my number 11, though, is uh, Midsommar, actually. Nice. Just, just a nice little, you know, kind of modern... Uh, take on The Wicker Man uh, much better than a certain movie from 2006 that we will not discuss. Um, that is forbidden. No. Yes. That movie, uh, Midsommar, I, I really love. I would say if there was uh, one issue I do have with the movies that it feels like there are certain things that are set up that aren't developed, mainly around that one character that you see in the trailers a lot that has uh, the messed up eye that they never really address oh, yeah. what his significance is in the, the fact that he gets a number of close-ups makes it seem like he will be a significant character and then never is. But other than that, it is a movie that did surprise me at several moments, especially with moments of gore that I did not expect. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great. I love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan too. It's uh, higher on my list. Uh, I went to see it a few times at the theater because I really liked it, so I went to see it, and then I went to see it uh, when they had the uh, extended cut. I actually prefer the uh, the shorter cut. I think it's a better movie. Oh, really? And then I yeah, then they showed it again, you know, like a year later, and went to see it again. But yeah, I, lo- I love the movie. We'll talk about it more probably as the show goes on. Excellent choice. Number eleven, Troy. Which was your twelve? Number eleven, which was at one time my twelve, is Us, which I thought was a really, again, not a perfect movie, but I, I just there's some really really great stuff in that flick, like just the the family itself and everything going on. I just really like it a lot. Yeah, I love it too. I think you have so to. So that is in. my number twelve slash eleven. I think the 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 major flaw for me is they explain too much. I think that if you explain less, it's a much better movie because you can't really yep. take it literal. And then they try to explain it, and you know it's just a little too much at the end for that. But uh. Very creepy images, and uh, you know, it's great social commentary. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it at the theater, um, in Boston and uh, packed theater opening night, and uh, that was an experience the crowd really added a lot to because I remember when the, the kid starts running all fours, and the people next to me were like, Hell no! And it was <laughs> anyway. that's great. Uh, my number 11 is Summer of 84. Your number 11, yes. That's what I said. No? Really yeah, number 11 is Summer of 84. Um, I, I always like the kind of coming-of-age uh, horror movie or coming-of-age stories. And then 
you combine them with horror, I think it, it always works for me. But uh, this one, I really liked. I love the ending. I think that really makes the movie. It's a super dark ending. I don't want to give it away if people haven't seen it, didn't see it coming. And I think the ending really uh, sticks with you. I know some people, I think, misinterpreted the ending. They said they set up for a sequel, but I don't think that's the the idea behind this, the ending at all. I think the ending is that, um, that life goes on, and, and that's kind of the horror of the ending. Sort of the ending of... Um, Oh, the Sopranos, in a way. It's a weird analogy, but anyway, Summer of 84, I'm a big fan. That's really good. I remember liking it when I first saw it. What was that? No, I was saying, I remember liking it when I first saw it. Uh, I saw it on Shudder the year after it came out. You know, I also enjoyed that one. Yes, yeah, I've never it, uh, seen that one. Fright, uh, Fright Fest, the, the one in England. And then, yeah, then I saw it again when, yeah, when they brought it to Shudder. And we had guests on the show from it. Anyway, Trista, number 10. My 10 is The Invitation. Um, this is a movie that I've seen a million times. And it's such a, an L.A. Um, horror film, and um, I just think it's wonderfully written and acted. I don't think I've seen The Invitation. It's on Netflix. I'm going to uh, write this down. <laughs> I've heard uh, the name before, but it's. I guess I always keep getting it mixed up with other movies that have a similar title, but I need to look in that one as well. If it makes Treacherous is number 10, it's got to be good. It's true. <laughs> number 10, Justin. So my number 10 is uh, Cabin in the Woods, which I must say, and this is a controversial uh, opinion, or maybe not so since he's been uh, under hot water lately. To me, this is the best Joss Whedon movie, largely because he did not direct it. <laughs> So it actually was allowed to have a little more flair and style and just, I don't know. I feel like the fact that someone else, you know, directed it kind of helped with the humor and the jokes and whatnot and kind of balancing things out a little better. And no, it's just a fun movie with lots of little Easter eggs to different horror movies and stuff. And also just a gory freaking horror movie. And, you know, the 2010s can't go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Not to steal Troy's thunder, but my number 10 is also Cabin in the Woods. Nice. Uh, big fan. Um, I remember I was going to see it with Troy at the theater, and uh, it's a movie that the, I think the bigger horror fan you are, the better plays with you because you're going to pick up on all the little things. And uh, I remember even seeing people at the time saying, oh, well, it's like this, it's a generic setup. But I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the movie. But it's a really fun, I always like the self-referential uh, movies. Not always, but I kind of like that idea. But that one uh, is kind of the epitome of that, Kevin. And Very I mentioned Bradley Whitford and uh, Richard Jenkins are both. <laughs> oh, they're great in it. Actually, everybody, I think, is so good in that movie. Yeah, it's really oh, good. Yeah. But yeah, I like the older guy, the older cast that's uh, like in the yeah. office. Troy, you're number 10. My number 10 um, might be the best movie on, on my list, but was as far as my favorites go, is my number 10. And that's The Shape of Water, which I think is just such a beautiful and I tremendous movie. I didn't think of that. That's weird. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that either? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, too. Oh. I, like you said, I think it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just everything about it. Like, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah, great Except story. for maybe have a different villain because you know that guy's the villain right away because he's the villain in every movie. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the, of the actor. I can't think of his name, but ever since I saw him on uh, Boardwalk Empire, I've always been a big fan. Oh, okay. But you always know if you see him in a flick, it's probably him. He's, he's the murderer. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to cast him and make him the hero. <laughs> All right. Then you'll swerve me on that one. I'll be like, General Zod, <laughs> he's the villain. Come on. I'm going to pay him in Macho Man mugs. <laughs> nice. Uh, number 10, mine was also Cabin in the Woods. Neil, go number 10. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's right. For some reason, I think of Shape of Water. Like Ex Machina. Anyway, number nine. My nine is uh, my favorite movie of last year, and that was I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Really good one, too. I don't know if I've seen that. It's on Netflix as yeah. well. That's said a little references to The Shining. Yes, for sure. Let's check this out. 
Interested. Oh, you're number the nine. The book is great too, Neil. If you ever, if you, um, I'm thinking of ending things. Like really, really good book. They did a good job with the movie too, though. So okay. you're good either way. Yeah, cool. I just I fin- just finished The Martian today and started Pet Cemetery today. I'm just flying through these audiobooks, but I need more uh, free <laughs> ones and or uh, more credits on Audible. Justin. So my number nine is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, nice. In my opinion, probably the best horror movie parody since Shaun of the Dead. Like, just really well done. Great reversal of having the, you know, hillbillies in the woods turn out to actually be the good guys and not the homicidal killers. Yeah. And no, it's just. It's great. It's funny. The, op- the opening it. of that's great when you you know because you you you. Uh, you're just thinking, oh, the hillbillies are the killers, and yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, of mutant inbred um, cannibalistic. Who isn't though? <laughs> and and their movies too. Yes. Your number nine, Troy. My number nine is um is it part one, which I just adored. I thought it was just so good. As much as I loved it was how much I hated part two. Amen to I that. Agree. I agree completely with that. It's my number eight, actually. Oh, nice. I'm a big yeah. Uh, I think yeah, I loved I loved the movie the, though. The book, the 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 miniseries and the and the new one, the the first part is always better. Uh, I think mm. in all the stories. But uh I think it's a bigger com- uh contrast in in, in oh, the yeah. new Part two, I thought it was way more comedic than the and first. such a waste for a certain certain people, you know, like um, like Bill Hader, just a oh, terrible was, waste to him. He was the best part of part two. <laughs> yeah, which isn't saying much. You only get yeah. that by default. It's true. Yeah, but the first one, the the great cast for for the kids. Uh, I only have one big flaw with, with it. Well, two. Is they take away all the uh, magic elements of, um, you know, the bike. Everyone has, you yeah, know, the then kids, they get the things they believe in. Spray. Yeah, all the imagination stuff, which yeah. then they have to use as adults. They have to use the, the, their childlike imagination to, to fight Pennywise. But all that's gone. And I don't know why. I don't know how that benefits the story at all. Not and, at all. And the bully is really, doesn't really oh, yeah, have right. any. He's he's cool in the movie, but he just dies, and then he has really no role much in the second one, as opposed to the story where he's a bigger part. But uh, yeah, I love it though. Uh, my number nine is Starry Eyes. Nice, with, uh, Alex Essler. Uh, hopefully, I just uh, heard back. Hopefully, she's uh, we're gonna get that rescheduled with Alex Essler. Uh, she was on before, but this is gonna be you know. Uh, just her own would be a great guest, but a uh, great movie, which uh, I saw. I didn't see right away when it first came out. I remember all the buzz about it, but um, I saw it later and I thought it was just a, a fantastic movie. And I, she's great in it. Very powerful. Number eight. Starry Eyes is my number eight. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I think. Thank you. <laughs> Very wise of you. <laughs> Number, is there anything you want to add? No, it's a great film. Alex Esso is amazing in it. Yeah. And a lot of other uh, good. Like everything about that movie, too. Yeah. Number eight, Justin. My number eight is uh, It Follows, which Ooh, was another one that. I remember it got very mixed reactions when it first came out, but when I saw it, I actually really, you know, some things aside with how the it in the story actually works and certain contradictions, I did think the movie was just a very brilliant send up of slasher movies. Like, I mean, uh, you literally have the final girl is uh, not a vir- not a virgin this time around, like right off the bat. In fact, she's patient zero, you know, for this thing. And you know, it's just a great fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Definitely well, too. I remember seeing that when it first came out. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of the movie, but uh, 
but I went to see the they showed at midnight and uh in Coolidge and uh I remember at the time though, uh you know, there was a lot of buzz about it being one of the scariest the horror movies. Uh, I know Troy is a big fan. Yeah, I like the subtlety of it too. Number eight for Troy. Number eight has been mentioned, I think, by the treacherous one. And it's the Babadook. I really, I got nothing to add. Just really good. Mom's great in it. The kid is just the best actor like I've seen come along in a while. Hopefully he'll be in something else. Yeah. I wonder if he's doing something in like the Australian scene. Hmm. I actually tried to get him to come on the show, but it didn't work out. Uh, my eight was uh, it chapter one. Nice. Uh, the only other thing I want to add is um, if, if people compare the Pennywise's for both movies, I actually th- uh, I'm not going to pick a favorite. I think they're both great. And they're, I like that they're completely different takes on the character. Um, I think both of them have things that are better than the other one, but I think the um, Skarsgård's version does get one thing better um, than the the original one, the the miniseries, is that they make it much more otherworldly. Like he is an actual alien; he's not oh, yeah. a clown. He's this weird alien that's taking the shape of a clown. There's a lot. I like of- the fact too that like. Even his mannerisms are so strange and stuff, and yeah, and the eyes. It's like, like, well, you think he might scare kids, kids, but but when you think about it, when you're a kid, you you like things that are weird and goofy and strange. And Why so, yeah, that would appeal. The show exactly. Yep, <laughs> we have all of those, like you know, uh, throughout. Good point. Number seven, lucky seven. My seven is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Still need to see that. This, oh, I haven't yeah, seen it either. Oh. Oh, so you're the only one on this. <laughs> I have a list of movies that I wanted to watch for this, and that is one that I didn't get to. There was just wow. A- That's really bad, guys. I think it's on Netflix. No. It's on my shutter queue. It's been on there for a while. <laughs> yep. I highly recommend it. I am going to check it out. She's very disappointed in all of us. I know. <laughs> we dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> yeah, I honestly do have a list of movies to watch, and I got to a lot of them, but there was a couple I didn't, I didn't get to that or The Innkeepers. Um, that one's good, too. Uh, I like that one. Number, was it number seven? Yes. <laughs> seven. Alrighty, number seven for me is uh, Color Out of Space, uh, which was actually my favorite movie of last year. And though a lot of that has to do with it was one of the few movies I saw in theaters last year. And it was also, as a result, one of the few movies I saw in theaters that I loved because everything else was just like, you know, everything else I saw was just kind of all right or junk food. And then Color Out of Space uh, really did, you know, hit the right nose for me and uh, it has Nicolas Cage in it, which also makes it a lot of fun. And it's also, Oh, as well as cheap uh, Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong's yeah. in it. Well, <laughs> you, this... know, you know, that uh, weird casting, but it actually fitting casting for the role. Oh yeah. For this Uber conspiracy theorist living out in the woods, yeah. dressed like a hippie. It's just, <laughs> and last thing I will say is the return of uh, Richard Stanley the infamous Richard Stanley of the Island of Dr. Moreau from the 90s. <laughs> I, uh, the cheap plug, uh, one of my favorite interviews, Richard Stanley on the website. It's a couple hours long. Unfortunately, we weren't doing video at the time, but he was on video when I was recording it. It was late at night. And he was in a, an abandoned castle in France and it was oh, all behind geez. him and he was smoking something out of some kind of pipe. And I regret it wasn't on video, but it's a very <laughs> bizarre interview that goes over... Many, many topics. Most of them aren't related to movies. It's just a bizarre interview, but I enjoy it. Uh, number, number seven, Troy. Because- my, number se- my number seven is uh, the funniest one on my list. That is What We Do in the Shadows, which I, oh, I really I didn't love. even think of that. I love that movie. Yeah. I haven't watched the show. Everybody tells me the show is really good. I was in it. I only watched the first episode. I just thought it was a less, less funny version than. Oh, was it? I I, should, I only watched one episode. Though. Oh, okay. 
but the movie itself, I just think it's so great. I just love the different vampires and just a cool movie. Like it a ton. Yeah, I don't know. I think of, I didn't think of that because uh, I love it too. And we, I tried to get all the cast members on. We got a lot of them. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. And I watched it um, when I was in uh, rehab, physical rehab. Okay. Sure. I always remember that. But yeah, that's a great, great pick. That probably that would have made my list if I would have thought about it. But for some reason, there's a lot of those once you hear, you know, once somebody mentions, you're like, oh shit, I should have made that. Yeah, that would probably be my favorite horror comedy of, uh, of the decade, I think. Uh, my number seven is we, we Are Still Here. Um, whenever year that came out, that was my favorite horror movie that year. Also, uh, Barbara Crampton, uh, Larry Fessenden's in it, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, Lisa Marie as well. What was that? Lisa Marie. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said he's something, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. I love it because a great cast, and I like. I always like movies that have a good cast of both uh, young actors and, and veteran actors. And it's a good combination of it's kind of a, a slow build, uh, so it's got the story, but it also has very cool looking uh, ghosts in it. So it's got it's Lots got both of kind of jump scare and and cool monsters and the slow uh, story. So for me, it, it works on a lot of different levels. Uh, I'm a big fan. It also has ve- some very funny lines in it. That's yet another one I wish I had thought of. Uh, number six. My six I mentioned on our werewolf show, but it's Good Manners, um, which is a Brazilian film that I recommend if you haven't seen it. I'm not. I feel bad. There's a few on Trista's list. Uh, well, that one I've been looking for since the werewolf show, and I still haven't been able to find it. Really? Yeah. I watched it not that long ago, but I, I don't remember which app. Oh, okay. I should do just like a big giant search and find out where it is. Yeah, there's a website. I'll, I'll look at individual like Where things. to watch or something. Yeah. On IMDb, yeah, it'll show you where. But um, for people okay. watching, too, I'm sure there's a lot of movies we're talking about people haven't seen. So this, this is cool. Uh, people take notes and check out movies that they haven't seen that any of us bring up. Or go and watch them again. Or tell us that those movies sucked. The hell yeah. like how was that movie on your list come on <laughs> We're, there's probably a couple coming up people might say that to me we'll see Number there six. might be a couple coming up that you might say that to me <laughs> Number in fact six. i guarantee with one of them mm. might have been one earlier from someone too but i was trying to be a nice person <laughs> number six justin so my number six is also is a pretty obscure one uh it comes from a company named uh, astron six it's called uh the editor oh uh, yeah this is hmm. on my uh that in uh, father's days i might ever mention i'm a big astron six fan go on sir nice. yes yeah i love the editor it's you know for anyone that doesn't know it's a parody of italian giallo thrillers from the 70s and 80s and features a lot of those tropes and references to those specific movies, namely a lot of the works of Dario Argento and uh, Sergio Martino. And it also has an electronic score along the lines of the goblin music that was often featured in Dario Argento movies. And it's just a really funny movie that's also really well done in the horror aspects. And it even incorporates little elements of Italian horror movies. And also because it's a Canadian production, Canadian horror movies as well, namely Cronenberg. Yeah, I think it it really almost works as just a modern giallo too, even though it is like a, a parody of them. It was one of those that I loved enough that I uh, bought it uh, just straight out. Didn't care how much it was and just had to have it, had to own it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. I love the Astron 6 guys. I know they're no longer together as Astron 6, but I'm always happy when any of them are either in something or, or making a movie. Uh, num- for me, that one and Father's Day are, the, are their best. Number six, Troy. Number six, I, I think um, you led me to this movie, and I don't know if it was we got the screener for it or what happened, but it was uh, Rigor Mortis, which is... Uh, Really cool Korean horror flick. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. 
It's really a clever movie. Put the host on my list, and I realized that's like 2006 or something. Oh yeah, that's another one that seemed more recent than it was. Had a few of those too. But yeah, rigor mortis. If um, if anybody hasn't seen it, really clever movie. Uh, great, like um, husband back from the dead kind of thing. Just really good. Like it a lot. Uh, my number six. I don't know if it's necessarily a horror movie, but I love it. It's just very bizarre. People who know the show or know me know uh, I love this movie. That's the Greasy Strangler. Nice. Uh, I think it's hilarious. Um, I, it's a movie you either love or absolutely hate. I don't know anyone. Who just, <laughs> like, uh, it's all right. It's just uh, someone I know Troy doesn't like, but uh, oh, that's all right. Yeah, but I remember. I remember. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up because Troy's like the scene's gone way too long, and I was like, yeah, I know. That's why they're they're amazing. <laughs> and every single person in the movie is great. Every, every someone who's almost like a, an extra in the movie, like the guy who plays <laughs> who sells the hot dogs, it looks like uh, Jimmy Hart. That guy rules. Every single person in the movie is, is great. Uh, you can go watch our Greasy Week, where I tried to interview like everyone that was in the movie. Uh, Jim Hosking, the director, and then of course uh, my buddy Michael Saint Michael is in it. He's the Greasy Strangler. He's, he's awesome. He is awesome. Yeah, and Sky Alabar is really cool too. But yeah, the oh, Greasy yeah. Strangler. I remember when it came out, and I did, all it was was a name, and I was like, "This sounds amazing." <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you were sold just on the name. Two yeah. of my favorite things: grease, <laughs> strangling, and then it it, it lived up to, to my life, <laughs> which normally they do not, but that one did. All right, number five, Trista. My five, I really felt like it needed to be in my top five, um, and that is Contagion. Um, Obviously horrifying and uh, very accurate film. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that that was a movie that people, you know, last year when uh, everything started, people started to watch some um, movies about, you know, different things. And that was one. But I think excellent choice. Number five, Justin. My number five is yet another uh, tribute to Giallo's, oddly enough, and it's called uh, Knife Plus Heart. Or Knife and Heart. I'm not sure if that's... Uh, there's a plus in the middle, yeah, so I said it's plus. Off. Yeah, it's... I saw it last year during lockdown on Shutter, and yeah, just really, uh, really loved it. It's, you know, this... Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a movie about the 70s underground... Uh, gay porn scene in uh, France and it's basically about this killer that as much as it's going to sound almost like a parody it's actually pretty dark and done pretty well is a killer who is uh, really killing these uh, gay porn actors uh, with a dildo with a knife blade in it and it's all about the police's investigation as well as this uh, female porn director who eventually starts to take on the investigation herself, much like uh, a lot of the giallos of the seventies. And no, it was a really good movie, really well uh, shot, shot on 16 millimeter and just very bizarre in places, but also uh, kind of moving in places too. So no, it's, I, I love the movie. I thought it was great and uh, need to need to own that one actually. <laughs> That's a really the good trailer. Looks so good on that one. I, I haven't seen it. But... It's not at the last Buffos at Boston Underground Film Fest. Oh, okay. Um, to, when when he filmed Umbilicus Desidera, but yeah, it was a really cool movie. It was really cool to see in the theater. Uh, number five, Troy. Um, number five is uh, my second movie with a clown. This one is Terrifier with Art the Clown, which I just thought was. If you're looking for like just a crazy great slasher movie, this is the one. I agree. I think 100%. Like just the the kills are great. Yeah, Art looks awesome. He's just got doesn't speak, which makes him even a little spookier. Just a really great movie, I thought. Yeah, it's actually my number four. In uh, nice. for straight up horror, it's you know, probably the best of uh of the decade. 
Um, if there's a lot of times people try to recreate the slashers of the eighties and sometimes they're, they're fine. But to me, they, a lot of them, they're, they're just really, it's really clear that they're trying to make like an eighties movie, but this one just feels yep. like they made a, an original horror movie. And to me, it always feels like a slasher movie from the eighties if they didn't have to worry about uh, censorship. So they could just show as right. much as they want to. So it works for me. I like the crazy gore. I also like movies that don't have gore, but it, it, I, you know, this part of me likes that. So yeah, it just works. And he's great as, as, uh, as Art the Clown. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, good cast too. All around actually. Um, number five is uh, for me is the human centipede part two. Nice. I didn't make anyone's little list, but I'm a big fan of the first two human centipedes. Um, and the second one is really cool. Cause it, the second movie is about a, an obsessed fan of the first movie. So in the second movie, the first movie is a movie. And then they, they take um, the first movie is uh, Dr. Hyder and played by. Um, Dieter Laser. Dieter Laser, of course. Yeah. My buddy Dieter Laser. And um, and they do the exact opposite physically. And just um, they take a instead of a psychopath, he's a sociopath. But everything about him is the opposite, even to how he identifies with the, with the centipede. And the first one, he's a man of science, and he doesn't care about it at all. It's, you know, he he's it's not human to him, but he's proud that he made this thing. And then uh, and then uh, um, Martin, he's very you know sexually obsessed with it. It's everything is the opposite of the movie. Um, and I also think it's kind of people said it was like an fu to the fans of of um, human centipede, but I don't think so. To me, I think it's more about the fans who only uh, saw the first movie as a movie about uh, eating feces. And then, and so it's kind of like those obsessed fans who that's all they cared about the movie or even the critics of the first movie who that's all they saw about the movie. Because I think it's one of the best uh, performances, Dieter Laser. In the yeah, first Lawrence Harvey in the second one. So great. Yeah, he's amazing. And I said this to him the first time we met him. I remember the review by uh, Roger Ebert before he passed away, who I grew up watching Roger Ebert, but in his review, he said Lawrence Harvey was a mentally challenged guy from the streets that Tom Six found and put in this movie. And like, you know, how like, you know, the irresponsible this was. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And he's at this convention. Like, and then you meet him and he's just really educate, well educated, well spoken guy. And I was like, you know, people, you know, Roger Ebert's probably the most respected critic there is like putting like stuff in this review that's not even that <laughs> yeah, not true at all well i remember that first time when we met him and we were kind of wary of going up to him you know we saw him outside he was having a smoke and i'm like oh my god there's the dude from centipede too and we went up and i expected peter laurie and he's just this really dapper little british guy and like just yeah, a really really yeah. sweet guy it's uh filmed really well um, I could go into part three because I think three is no, don't go into part almost three. an unwatchable film, but I think purposely done because Human Centipede one and two are are well made movies and they look they look good. So Tom Six knows how to shoot a movie. Part three looks terrible, and everything about it is just is awful. And I think that was the point movie. of the movie. I well, think he succeeded it then. Because yes, that's an awful, awful movie. The artlessness of part three is the art of part three because part three is is his American remake of of a of like an underground foreign film. When, when they would take these movies that people liked, instead of just releasing them, they let's make an American version, and that's what his part three is. It's this big, uh, stupid, uh, and instead of explosions, he makes Dieter Laser the explosion. He just yells all the lines, and it's it's horrible. I felt bad for Dieter in that movie. I think that's the point of the movie. I I could be totally wrong. He succeeded I, then. But, that, but anyway, I I'm gonna make a video. <laughs> I hate that movie, movie quite a lot because I have a, a lot to talk about them. But Human Centipede two number five. I didn't even think about the Centipede movies. Or I might well, they I may have actually made my them, yeah I didn't was, my list. The first one that came out before 2010. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. Um, number four. My four is Midsummer, and I had actually the same exact gripe that Justin had. I really wanted more of that character. For some reason, I was super excited about that character, and I wish that he was in the film more. 
I mean, he was even on the cover of like a magazine at one point. Yeah, and, and what an interesting looking guy. I would have liked uh, to have gotten to know him a little more. I can't even remember if he's in it more in the extended cut. I don't think they, I don't think he is, because I remember the extended cut just had stuff that really didn't add to the movie. It was almost like, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know why they cut this stuff out. Like it just, you know, made it longer. But interesting. That that was what four. That was four. Your number four. Uh, my number four is uh, Get Out, and nice. uh, bold statement. Uh, for me, this is probably the most brilliant horror satire since Night of the Living Dead. It's a great movie. Yeah. I, I can't argue. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much else that can be said. <laughs> I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could. <laughs> <laughs> we all would have been better off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, number four, Troy. My number four, now this is going to be my uh, version of the Greasy Strangler because I know that Neil is not a fan of this movie. So I'm going to go with uh, Crimson Peaks which I think is just another beautiful, (laughs) beautiful movie and uh, Tom Hiddleston you can't go wrong with. I just loved it. I thought the ghosts were so great in it. I just thought it was an all around just badass movie. I loved it. I'm on Team Neil. <laughs> All right, not a fan either. Okay. Oh, no. uh, and I love Guillermo so much. Yep. I'm actually sad that I added no Guillermo del Toro movies on my list. I don't know why I didn't. Because I love oh. both both movies that have been mentioned. <laughs> yeah, it was odd. But I know a lot of people aren't Team Troy in this one. But That's okay. Right <laughs> That's all right. We're split down the middle here. That's all right. <laughs> Number four for me. I like it enough for everybody else. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all right with this. Very good. Very good. Uh, number four for me uh, has been mentioned, uh, I think, by Troy last time, uh, Terrify. Oh, nice. I just want to say Jenna Cannell is really good in the movie, too. I think she's overlooked she's already. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number three. My three is Hereditary. Nice. I'm a big Ari Aster fan. He makes me laugh. I know. It's brought up a couple times here, yeah. Makes people uncomfortable. (laughs) We like people that make anybody uncomfortable. (laughs) I remember laughing at Human Centipede 2. (laughs) But then I'll say this, because I said in an interview when the first time we interviewed Lawrence Harvey, when I watched Human Centipede 2, I actually find it funny. But the... um, our mom, my mom, Troy, Troy and I's mom. When when you see Lawrence and his uh, as Martin and the and his mom's yelling at him, he's just there in his tidy whities and and my mom says, "Hey, that's you in twenty years." And I was like, "Oh, gee, thanks, mom." But and I told that to Lawrence, and his reaction was, 20 years," because he's only a couple years old. Like, he's like, "What about six months from now?" <laughs> but yeah, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Number four. Oh, I, what I want to say about um, when I first saw that movie, I actually didn't really like it too good. And then when I watched it again for the interview, I really liked it a lot. And I think it was because it had so much buzz, which happens sometimes in a movie. It'll have so much buzz and then you're let down a little bit where it's better if you can go into a movie without hearing too much one way or the other. Yeah. But I really liked it. I loved it the last uh, when I watched it again for the interview. Uh, number four, Justin. Oh, three. Three. Uh, no, my number three is uh, Don't Breathe. Uh, you know, I love that movie. It's a simple little horror movie, you know, that relies a lot on silence, especially for one whole segment of the movie for like about, I'd say, 15 to 20 minutes. And I also am still to this day happy about the fact that when Suicide Squad came out, the very next week, Don't Breathe came out, and you have this big budget superhero movie. And then you have this low-budget horror movie, and that movie topped it as number one at the box office in one week. And I think it stayed there for like a couple weeks after that, too. Yeah, it was I a think it big did. surprise hit. Yeah, I was a big fan, too. It's like, it was kind of on and off my list a bunch of times, but I, I think it's great. Damn, yeah. The sequel comes out next week, and the trailer is very odd because it makes it seem like he's the hero, which is bizarre for anyone who's watched the first movie. So yeah. I don't know. 
I, I assume he doesn't use his giant. Uh, um, yeah, the <laughs> that thing. <laughs> that would be very weird if he's the hero using that, but we'll find out. Or this could be just the trailer be uh, throwing you off. But yeah, great choice. Yep, I love that one too. So it was three. Mm-hmm. My number three is uh, Depraved, which kind of oh. like just caught me off guard how much I loved that movie. I I went in not really expecting anything and just like it blew my widow mind. <laughs> big fan of that Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival, uh, Larry Fessenden movie. I'm a big fan of Larry Fessenden. And uh, big Who might be the only person that's that's seen more like versions of Frankenstein than than I have. It kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it was weird though when he had him on. He, he he does not like the book, which I thought was weird. He loves. Yeah, he's not a fan of the book, but he yeah, likes every thought. version ever made. Yeah. He likes the crazy like Japanese giant Frankenstein monster one yeah. and stuff. And I think, okay, it's a great our uh, <laughs> great modern version of Frankenstein. People haven't seen. I think it's on one of the Shutter or one of those. It was anyway. It might not be more. Yeah, uh, it, it guy, might still be there. The guy who plays the Frank the monster and it's great. And he plays Adam in the movie. I only have yeah, one he's, little he's, problem uh, with the movie. They're, they reference Frankenstein in the movie, and I think that takes you out of the movie. Um, yeah, besides that, I can see that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just also, love that movie. That was the, the the poster art. Oh, the the scar. They have a guy with a scar, and it, it matched exactly my scar from uh, from a <laughs> So you felt the kinship right away. That's I awesome. I even sent it to Larry Fessenden. Uh, great choice. Number three for me is The Devil's Candy. I don't know if this will make Ooh, any nice. list. Uh, I think That was right on the cusp of mine. Yeah, great movie, great cast. Uh, Ethan Embry, I think, is an underrated actor. I really like him. But the, the villain, uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, is great in it. This is a, one of the best awesome. films of the decade for me because they make you actually feel sympathy for a really rotten person who does despicable things, but you actually really feel bad for him, which um, I like that in a villain. And uh, I highly recommend it. I think it's great. The one issue is the CG fire. The fire. Yeah. That's we we forgive him that though. Cause the rest of the movie is so good. Usually CG fire never works in anything. Yeah. Avoid CG fire and CG blood. Just light somebody on fire. If you have. (laughs) I agree. I used to watch on the real quick local channel, sandwich local channel, which I don't even know if that exists anymore, local channels. But anyway, it was a, you know, I don't know, local channel uh, before there was internet. And there was this show, Let's Be Real. And it was just a guy who worked at a video store and he reviewed movies sitting in the video store. And I've actually tried to find this guy, but I can never find him. But I love the show back in the 90s. And he would rate movies. But the only way it could get five star was if it had Man on Fire. And he had a little... He had a little video of, of him, of his head, like superimposed on a guy running around on fire, like the old school. And I just thought it was amazing. Anyway, it was sandwich. You only have like 2000 people. You should be able to find them now. That's true. If you just walked around the town, knocking door to door. It was let's be real. R E E L. As in, you, know, you get it. But anyway, uh, number two. My two is Parasite. Oh, that's a good choice. Ooh, nice choice. Yep. I love Parasite. I do too. I didn't even think about this. One. A lot of yep, things. that's another one I didn't think of either. I went to see it before the big buzz um, at um, a theater in Boston that shows a lot of uh, um, Asian films because it's uh, in, next to Chinatown. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I go see it. And then, uh, and then it was weird because then it blew up after that. Number two for you, Justin. Excellent take. My number two is probably going to surprise people that it's not my number one, given the uh, paraphernalia that I have here between this guy and my shirt. <laughs> but my number two is my favorite movie of 2018, which was uh, Mandy. And I remember going to see this just like uh, Color Out of Space. It was also at the Frida Cinema with uh, some friends. I've seen it there three times. And the first time I went, I was the only one in the group that absolutely uh, loved it. Uh, the other two weren't so uh, hot about it. So the second oh. time, I took one friend uh, with me who actually did want to give it a second chance, and he ended up loving it. 
And so the third time later that same year, we went again. And when they were showing it like in September of 2019, and he also ended up uh, loving it, the other friend. So it was just kind of interesting taking people to see it for their second time. Maybe it was like my fourth or fifth time I'd seen it. And just to get them to join the cult of Mandy, you know, it's, I've been obsessed with the movie since I first saw it, you know, very Lynchian eighties style horror movie with heavy metal references, you know, Cenobites and a chainsaw fight. That's probably the best one since Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. And, you know, any movie that has Nicolas Cage in a bathroom, chugging vodka in his tidy whities screaming, uh, gets an A plus for me. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I don't know why it's on the list because my favorite movie that year too. Uh, and I think it's the best use of um, Nicolas Cage where they really capture what makes Nicolas Cage, you know, uh, what people love about him. But it also doesn't feel like they're like, oh, we're just, you know, making the cage yell and, and act like an idiot. But no, definitely. And I know some Great people movie. have a problem with the beginning of the movie because it's, you know, really slow until it just goes crazy. But I love the whole movie. And I think if you had oh, nonstop, yeah. you know, just him killing everybody, it's you'd, yeah. you'd, you know, you'd burn out quick. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you can only have so much like crazy Nick Cage. I think. Yeah, you got to build up. And, you know, you can't just have nonstop. Ah. <laughs> That's my technical advice. Non don't have nonstop. Ah, excellent choice. Number two. I'm gonna write that down. For any no other. nonstop. Ah, <laughs> my number two. Uh-huh. Um, this movie um saved the whole uh zombie films for me, and that's uh, Train to Busan, which I just. I've seen it many times, and I just love it. I love everything about the movie. I, it was tough to find a movie I liked more than that one. That was my number one for a while, but it is my number two. Really good movie. I like the. I like that there's no guns in the movie. It's like, well, what do you? How do you fight the zombies yep. with guns? But yeah, it's really good. Good family story in there. Remaking you know. uh, the American version, kind of like I was talking about the. Human Centipede 3. Oh, they're going to ruin strange. it. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that is. Uh, my number two has been talked about uh, Midsummer, and I think we've really covered how I feel about how everyone feels about it. So. <laughs> I'm glad it's on pretty much everyone's list. Number one. My one is Get Out. Um, nice. Nice. Excellent choice. Thank you. I think Justin already extrapolated on it. I don't have much more to add, but I think it's just a perfect movie, really. I, I would agree with that. It's a great one. I remember seeing it at the theater, uh, and that's one that definitely lived up the hype. Like I said, sometimes movies don't, and then then I'll watch them again and, and think more of them. But uh, that movie right away, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I will say, I saw that movie twice in theaters, and the second time was actually... It was when the movie had just gotten released on DVD, but they still had it in theaters at the same time. It was so it was an odd wow. connection between the movie. <laughs> Interesting. Your number one, Justin. So my number one is Robert Edgar Robert Edgar's uh, The Witch, which mm. that was a movie that I saw right as the hype train was starting on it. So I caught it at a, at a good time, honestly, and. Yeah, it was a movie that I saw it in theaters, and it actually did manage to get under my skin. And dare I say, uh, it's one of the few movies that actually did scare me a bit. Now, I should specify that when a movie scares me, it's not to the level that some other people get where they might have to leave the lights on or can't sleep. It's just in the moment for like, you know, maybe an hour or two after seeing the movie where it still sticks with me. But Otherwise, yeah, no, the movie did get under my skin pretty good, especially that scene where the brother comes back and, you know, he's praying for death and, you know, spits out that uh, apple. And just his acting in that scene is just... And not to mention Black Phillip. There's some great visuals in that, yeah. Oh, and the score, too. Yep. Yeah, it's a great-looking movie. And, uh, yeah, and, the, <coughs> and Black Phillip is pretty cool. Yes. Excellent choice. I thought it would make a more list, actually. Troy, you're number one. My number one is kind of like uh, 
Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, Godfather 1 and 2. I'd trained to Busan. The only thing that I could top that with was its prequel, Soul Station. Also the only animated film on my list. Trust you. I just love this movie. If you guys haven't seen it, I can't can't recommend it highly enough. I've not seen it. I've not either. Even though you've been telling me to watch it for years. <laughs> yeah, but you ignore anything I tell you. <laughs> if some stranger says, hey, man, go watch Soul Station, you'll be like, hey, you know, Joe Schlepprock <laughs> told me to watch Soul Station, and he was right. It was a great movie. Yeah, that's not true. I really just don't listen to anybody. It's more <laughs> But uh, but I knew I will check this out. Excellent choice, and I'm glad it's something. What's your I'm number one, Joe Rocket? I'm Team Crystal <laughs> with my number one. I'm get out. Nice. All right. So there we go. Excellent choice. Yes, excellent choices. This was. I always have so much fun doing the list with you guys. I love this. Anything anyone wants to throw out? Uh, uh, like a bazillion. I do have uh, four honorable honorable mentions that I was actually touching up as we were going along and it's uh hereditary uh hush summer of 84 and this is uh john dies at the end oh Marcus yeah really john dies at john dies at the end yeah uh for ones that have not been mentioned um uh maniac actually with elijah wood i think is uh one of the best that's movies. a great one i didn't think of that one i still need to see that one I really this, recommend it. And uh, there's a great scene that recreates the um, poster from the original Maniac, which I still think is one of the best uh, horror movie posters of all time. Uh, Ready or oh, not, yes. really surprising. Good. Uh, I didn't th- going in. I didn't really think I'd like it, but uh, I really liked it. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. I think it's a great movie. Shh. Why didn't I think of that one? Oh yeah, that was a good one too. Yep. Tigers are not afraid. Really good movie. That was on my uh, honorable mention too. You know what? I'm going to add that on my honorable mention because that was also. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. I've said this a few times. I, I also love uh, musical. So I had Anna on the apocalypse, which I think is a real. Oh, that's a good best, one too. It's the best Christmas theme zombie musical of all time. I'm going to make that. Got to think. Yep. Ones that maybe haven't been mentioned, Tales of Halloween. That was one that uh, uh, Good Night, Mommy, I thought was a really, really good movie. The German one. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Stories, the British one. Um, The Wailing, which was another Korean one, which is really good. Um, And Cargo. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, the zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a there's been a few good zombie movies. Yeah, you got to be original with them though, because I think the girl with all the gifts is really good too. Oh yeah, Any, I think all the rest were mentioned. Anyone to throw out there, Tristan, before we wrap up? Had his house and um, Ma. I love Ma. Oh Ma, I love Ma too. I should have worn my. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I didn't, I didn't think about it either, but I love that movie too. That's a good point. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, uh, we're going to wrap up here, but it was really fun doing this. And we might do some more for the decade, um, some other categories. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But subscribe, hit the bell icon so you get all the notifications. Join the group. There's a lot of stuff coming up. There's a lot of cool interviews coming up. And there's a feature film festival coming up, but go to withoutyourhead.com, go to the Facebook group. That's uh, really where the community is. And there's a lot of stuff posted there and there's going to be tons of videos. So uh, subscribe. And thank you, Justin. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Justin. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's always a pleasure. And I look forward to any other list videos, you know, that come along. <laughs> we will, we'll keep these up and you, oh, you're, yeah. always, you're always going to be here with them. Yep. Sweet. <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. Right. You just you have a big stack of them in one of the drawers there. You can just pull them out. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty much. I got some on my phone, you know. So it's. <laughs> I'm trying to say it's some in your pants. I was like, okay, yeah. No, top thirteen. Edgar Allan Poe uh, to film. Rented. Yep, got him right here. <laughs> He has neuroses, guys. That's very true. 
All right. Well, very good. I had a lot of fun. It's good seeing everybody. Thank you, guys. That, that was a ton of fun. Well, uh, Marsha Miller says shout out to Tristan. Oh, I love Marsha so much. Hi, Marsha. All right. We'll be back soon. Yes. All right. Good night, everybody. I'll wave awkwardly as I hit end. <laughs> From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listening. Sitting here on a lie. The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, The Tomb of Nick Cage.